Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Bachelorette Wrap-Up. I'm Amy, here as always with the lovely Haley Strong. Haley, how are you doing tonight? I'm really excited, Amy, because we happen to be hosting our own hometown date, would you say? We could say that. <laughs> we today have two lovely women from the Table Flipping Podcast, Taylor and Alyssa. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> introduce yourselves introduce yourself to the RHAP audience hi guys I'm Taylor Mishak and I'm Alyssa Littman and some of you might know Taylor because she is an actress and she plays little Dickie's <laughs> girlfriend on Dave and I'll just get right to it because it's hard to plug your own shit how about that <laughs> Now plug Alyssa Taylor. Now plug Alyssa. Oh my God. Alyssa is like the most talented comedy writer in all of Los Angeles. And she's currently working on a Mindy Kaling HBO Max animated series called Velma. Oh my God. Thank you. Wow. Good teamwork. We are excited to have you guys. Um, Not because you're real life uh, talented people, um, but because you're as into reality television as we are. Yes, I'm, I've been buzzing all day to talk to all three of you about last night's episode. Let me yeah. tell you. I, I know I've been like holding it in. I messaged my two work friends who'd watched The Bachelor this morning. I was like, I like I need to talk about this. Like, I, I cannot hold it in. And both of them were like, we haven't seen the episode yet. So I've oh. been I've been on the edge of like an aneurysm all day because I just I have so many feelings and I don't know where to go with them but will you first tell us how you guys got into watching The Bachelor and reality TV in general yeah um I was in a writer's room I was on the show The Grinder and I like really wanted to connect with the writers and be seen and get promoted because I was an assistant and all they would do is talk about The Bachelor and I couldn't believe that like all these really funny sort of salty people actually liked this seemingly very dumb show and then I realized it's all comedy like it's all hilarious I mean I guess some people watch it in a very serious like looking for love way but the way I watch it is with a glass of wine and like just laughing at all these hot, silly people making bad choices. But um, yeah, so I, I started with The Bachelor and then uh, similarly, when I I was working on another show that my boss got um, fired from. And so we had to work from home for like a couple months. And I started watching uh, Vanderpump Rules on Hulu and 
just devoured that. And then that's how I started like my Bravo journey as well. And it's just sort of like spread like wildfire from there. I'll literally watch any reality show on any network, whatever. I'm, I'm willing to try everything at least one time. So oh, you're perfect. Yeah. So would you say that it helped um, your career then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's part of what we talk about on our podcast is that these shows are actually like not, you know, guilty pleasures. Like you can be proud that you like them because it it really bonds you to a community of people. You know, you don't have to mm-hmm. apologize for having like a dumb interest or whatever, even <laughs> though they can be really silly. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely there's definitely been so many meetings that I've taken or so many. Um, you know, awkward like work conversations in the kitchen that have gone so much more smoothly because of a reality show that we both watch. Um, it's cool. so funny. It's it's like reality TV is the new like smoking outside to have conversations. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Reality TV is the new golf course. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, what about you? Have you ever considered going on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette to uh, further your acting career? <laughs> Why? Who gave you that idea? Huh? No, I haven't because I'm a decent human being. I have not. I will say that I I got into I've been watching reality for as long as I can remember. Like I remember the good old fashioned like date my mom room raiders days. Mm -hmm. And that was just sort of the thing I got to watch (laughs) that I loved. But then I remember my my mom and my aunts and my grandma watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and me never really catching on. And then one day I was hanging out with my grandma and my aunt and my grandma was like, well, you know, Caitlin has slept with all three of them. And I was like, who are you talking about? And she was like, The Bachelorette. And I was like, The Bachelorette is not sleeping with all three. And she was like, yeah, she is. And I was like, all right, show me this. Throw up the TiVo. Let's sit down and watch this show. And Caitlin Bristow sucked me in. So I love that we're having like a Caitlin Bristow renaissance right now because that's oh, yeah. great. Um, but yeah, my grandma really turned me into it and I loved it and have been like Alyssa said, I just have like a addiction to it because it's really pure entertainment for me. And I, it's like such a fun ritual to have my little glass of wine and, and watch the bachelor or bachelorette or bachelor in paradise. Absolutely. Yeah, we are, we're looking, we're looking forward to a season of bachelor in paradise after last year's dry season. We, we, for some reason, and the reason was pure boredom we podcasted about the greatest seasons of all time like we podcasted after every single episode of that for some reason um quarantine quarantine yeah i lost my employment and i had nothing else to look forward to except the bachelor podcast um this episode was a real darn doozy wasn't it um i usually find the hometown episodes to be an absolute nap of television oh yeah um and this week, gosh, I feel like exciting is the wrong word and more like hmm, devastating, but not in a way like my heart's broken. It's just, I don't know. My brain just could not comprehend it and still can't mm-hmm. really. Yeah. It's like you couldn't look well, away. Can I- Yes. Well, can I ask you, uh, we've been covering The Bachelorette on our podcast and we've had some ups and downs where we've had plenty of episodes this season that have just been somewhat disinteresting to us that we're like, Katie seems fine, but not our favorite (laughs) Bachelorette. Like, I just am not feeling this season. And then what was shocking to me about last night is I would have 
like taken a bullet for Katie, like out of nowhere, all of a sudden yeah. I was like, no, I will die for Katie. Fuck <laughs> off. I was so upset. So it caught me really, really off guard how much I felt for her and how mad I got for her. And you're right. It was so unexpected in an episode that particularly in the quarantine mm. seasons of the last year, the hometown episodes have been so freaking stupid. And then to have this episode kind of rear its ugly head, I was shocked. I like lost sleep over it but like the weirdest thing is too is like we knew this was coming this has been in the previews for like three months straight now and yet i was still like flabbergasted at it happening well i just he's like a narcissist who's spinning out because he doesn't have control over a woman and i don't think that's ever happened to him before so i think that's so it was a little more than like greg is non-committal and like was just here to try to be the bachelor it was like oh wow you're having like a full psychosis episode on television <laughs> like and she doesn't know what to do and you're really like showing who you are as a person and i don't know that i've seen ever seen like a more honest moment in the bachelor to be, I was watching this, like Katie, you dodged a bullet by mm. putting him yes. in this situation. Don't you think it also feels like she thinks that because I feel yeah. like she shared a couple things on Twitter and Instagram that were like, Katie dodged a bullet or like, I don't know, like follow your gut or something like that. Yeah. Uh, this was a weird episode though. Um, so before we, I, I feel like we could spend a whole hour talking about Greg, but I don't want it to completely bury how horrific the first two dates were. <laughs> um, as a as a Canadian citizen, I almost burned my passport. <laughs> I was uh, um, horrified at uh, Blake's implication that you'd use maple syrup as lube. Um, <laughs> and I might not be the most intercoursely proficient lady out there, but something tells me that when you're using lube, you want it to be more of like a slide than a stick. Mm-hmm. And maple syrup's more of a stick thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's hair. You know? Oh my, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I, you know what? I only thought about my memory foam mattress. Mm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. how hard it would be to clean the maple syrup out of that it's true it's brown it's not like it's clear or anything oh my god yeah and can you can you answer me this do you take shots of, of syrup is that a thing no no one's ever yeah done. that seemed like i i wanted them to comically like hold the shot glasses at like a 45 degree angle for like seven minutes while it like slowly <laughs> jurassic yeah. park drip down to their mouth i was like this just doesn't feel like the consistency of a syrup shot and your girl loves syrup but the yeah that whole syrup beat seemed uh misinformed for sure it was deeply misinformed and yes does do does canada in general go overboard on the maple sure absolutely i don't think anyone's taking shots of maple syrup do i sometimes incorporate it into my salad dressings yes i'm not gonna drink it straight up i mean well blake's a bartender so he should know you guys should know (laughs) this felt like a retread of um was it serena's date from yeah like i think they just had all the same props ready to go and they just unloaded it here it also is just like okay so we've kind of had an issue she was we're not the biggest Katie fans. I feel like this episode did warm me to her mm-hmm. a lot. We felt like this season in general has been a little bit predictable and repetitive, and it's hard to keep watching the same story over and over again for so many seasons of The Bachelor. 
One of the issues I have with Katie is that they branded her as this like very freaky sex positive girl. And that's kind of her persona on social media as well. But it, it just reads like trying so hard to me, like a, like a, it's not a very genuine freakiness. Mm. Um, And this is one of those things where I'm like, you're not genuinely your kink is not maple syrup. Like it's just not. You just think that sounds crazy, but it doesn't. It's not a real thing. Like if you want to talk about kinks, let's talk about it or whatever. But I just don't. It's very like adorable sex. You know, like oh my god, I can't believe we would joke about having sex with maple syrup. I just don't. I don't have the patience for it anymore. Yeah. Do you have the patience for Blake? Ex- Blake's no. existence on the show. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> so like he's just so aware of how he's coming off but is playing everything like it's a big oops with his like finger up to his mouth you know <laughs> my vibe oh my god that's funny <laughs> i will say i was uh really really entertained by blake's whole family and mm. the the like very over the top mom and the sister who said, is this the one again? Mm-hmm. Uh, just like putting him on blast the way only a sister can. I very much appreciate it. She was like, well, you were in love with Claire and then you were in love with Tasha, and now you're in love with this one. Like what's going on? Like talking to him in the same cadence that he speaks. I was I did love that. I got a kick out of that. <laughs> Yeah, and the she non-existent brother that was just silent the entire time. You got zero <laughs> yeah. edit. He was there? Yeah. Colored <laughs> me surprised. I, you know what? My my phone was high up in my hand during Blake's hometown. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, mm. Her his sister's outfit was interesting. Um, Blake is actually from not too far from me, um, and. I'm wondering if him and his sister both work at the Hamilton attraction African Lion Safari because <laughs> her outfit did imply that. Yeah, I'm looking back at it. <laughs> it's very like safari guy. Rompers are hard, man. Rompers, I either feel like I look like a cute, relaxed, like celebrity that's grocery shopping, or I look like a giant safari baby. So there's just like it's a fine line with rompers. So I feel for the sister. <laughs> she did look safari very baby. safari. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Props to her. I, I did enjoy her. Um, one thing we did not see on the show, thank God, um, was that Blake's mother gifted Katie a, a very Canadian um, mm, dildo. Oh, really? What? Is this a deleted yeah. scene? What's a Canadian dildo? It was a dildo with yeah. a Canadian flag all over it. Oh, okay. That, that's fine. All right. <laughs> I'll, so I'll like, allow is it. Is there a maple leaf? Like, what's special about it? Does it say, like, you know, A at is the end? Is it a moose stick? Yeah. Like, like, like what is it? Oh, my God. That's such a good idea, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plaid and jean dildo. <laughs> Or like double denim, even. Yeah. Oh my god! Wow, oh, she gave it to Katie. When? Yeah. Why would you ever do something like that when you're meeting? If if the context is and it's most boiled down, you're meeting your son's girlfriend. You bring a Canadian dildo. And no, I, I truly mean, I would die if this happened to me. <laughs> Wait, I'm looking yeah. at it, and it's yeah. like actually kind of fashionable. Honestly, like 
it's red and white, but it's very weird because I don't know, maybe I don't know enough about dildos, but the end of it is like flat. So it kind of looks like a strap on more so than like a dildo. Anyway, I hope no one is listening to this that is like very young. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't stop looking at it. Uh, Listeners, we will not put this in our show notes. You have to seek this out yourself. Thank you very much. Like I, like I didn't, I did not want to kiss my husband at our wedding because I was too uncomfortable with the idea of our parents knowing we have kissed before. <laughs> that's, that's very precious and funny. And I had, and actually something I had not thought about since uh, uh, until now. And I, uh, I might have to kiss someone at a wedding in the near future. So, you know, right. interesting, interesting that we all have different comfort levels with intimacy <laughs> and our parents. Minor low. Minor <laughs> low. Um, but you know, and and Justin's parents had a different intimacy oh, level yeah. with the show, in which they did not want to show up. Yeah, True. Think about and then you have to like, it's almost like they knew at the time that he was just <laughs> not even in the mix. Like, there's something so self-aware about the fact that. So I don't know if you guys feel this way. It's pretty obvious to me that yeah. Justin is just like a tag along at this point. <laughs> I think that she wants to bring him to fantasy suites because he is so goddamn hot. But I feel like even his parents are like, "What? You're the you're you're telling me you're the top three? Yeah, yeah. No, we did not <laughs> buy plane there. tickets. We didn't buy plane. We didn't think you were gonna get to the top three. Um, so there was something very funny about that to me. Although I do like the idea, the scene was fine, but I kind of like the idea of of meeting each other's friends because, as he mm-hmm. pointed out, like those are the people you're spending a lot of your present time with, and they know like a version of you that might be closer to the version of you that you would be as a partner or as a boyfriend or as a girlfriend so I was like this is cute that it's going to be the friends but then the friends were just pretty boring to me (laughs) yeah um and I feel really this is the episode that I found um Justin the hottest like this was the time I was like sir where did you come from I really liked his like all black outfit with just the plaid shirt Mm -hmm. um I thought he was cute um I don't know if I would marry someone based on their preference of blue cheese or ranch, but I think that's just a me thing. Um, (laughs) Let me tell you, chicken wings are a huge part of me and my boyfriend's relationship. Alyssa and I had chicken wings for dinner the other night together. I think it's a pretty big deal. I think it should go up there with Hannah Brown asking about spaghetti versus mac and cheese. (laughs) I think it's a good question. So where does everybody stand? Blue cheese or ranch? Um, I would go blue cheese. I don't dip wings in sauce though. Like in I rare yeah, I agree. I'm rarely a dipper, but when I am, it's gonna be blue cheese. Oh my god, I made a mistake. I'm so sorry, Taylor. No, I, no. I, I, I don't like, I told you, you I'm rarely a dipper. Ranch? How darest <laughs> me? <laughs> I would have ranch too. I just I don't dip. I'm not a dipper. That's so funny. I um I like blue cheese very much. I just also assume that it's a it's quite a swing if people don't like it, but most people mm. like ranch. You know what I mean? So that's right. why I ordered the ranch just to be safe. But now I know and we can share blue cheese especially if you get something that's a little spicy, the blue cheese really like cuts down on that. It's very well, healthy. And honestly, like my favorite part of like a wing meal is the side of like the long celery mm-hmm. and long carrot and i prefer to dip those kinds of things in blue cheese yeah i agree it's like a treat 
<laughs> See, this is a hearty conversation, you guys. We're bonding. Yes. And, th- and this is this is what love is made yeah, of. And we that's just, why we I think just Justin had a good stuff. date. <laughs> I think Justin was so cute with the crabs, like teaching her how to do the crabs. And she was like, this, this is kind of gross. He was like, yeah, this that. is the gross stuff. You hated it. Oh, I loved it. No, but no, I love she selfish hated that. If somebody presented oh, me with yeah. an entire table of crab, that is my dream come true. <laughs> nice. Ditto. Yeah, that would be my love language for sure. And I also just like really, really chosen for Justin. So the whole thing really <laughs> struck a nerve with me in a good way. Well, it's, it's I mean... Justin seems like such an angel compared to Blake and to Greg. Um, And like Blake, I like him and Katie's chemistry. But like when I think of him on his own, I just don't totally enjoy his vibe. No, no. Mm -hmm. Who does? But Justin, I'm, you know, I'm I'm getting down with. I assume we're going to see Justin in paradise. That's it just feels inevitable to me. Mm -hmm. Do you think this season? I yeah, I this, do. You do? Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. He's got to capitalize on, on probably getting his heart broken. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. This makes sense. So do you guys think she's just gonna like be with Blake? Is that what we're thinking? Yeah. Like how is, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to end. I mean, we should, What's so strange is that we're at hometowns and by the end of this episode, we have two people left and we haven't even had fantasy suites left. So, yeah, so it's just it's very strange ending. However, it's going to happen. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Um, but let's get into the, the Greg of it all. Because I have a question. It. Yes. How did Greg get hot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys saw his family. Like, I'm not being an <laughs> asshole, but, you know, what happened? How did he get? Maybe the dad was like super hot. I don't know. I'm very confused by the siblings. Like, it was not the only one like, who thought that. People yeah. on Twitter were like, how come we didn't talk about Greg's adoption? Like, was yeah. it just a time? <laughs> I thought Greg's friend was his brother Joe yes, because again I wasn't totally like. looking at the screen when that was when they were described and my husband was like no that's Joe and I was like that can't be Joe the elder like guy's Joe they look alike and he was like no that's Joe and then the Chiron popped up and I was like damn that's Joe <laughs> yeah that was all of that that whole group was very confusing to me yeah very very confusing well, yeah why did he get a friend get to go and the friend should be the replacement right like someone yeah. doesn't show up but he greg had more people come than the other two guys combined <laughs> maybe it's a quarantine thing like they needed to have like a a group of people just in case somebody tests positive or does, mm. doesn't finish quarantine so they might have had extra people mm. a la the extra girls for math season <laughs> they just like <laughs> right. had stashed away right <laughs> they're like let's throw them in there they're like well the friend passed so we'll put the greg's family and greg's friend just throw them all in there right i don't even remember what happened here because i 
I just like my brain is so fixated on the last part, but apparently at some point Greg told his family she was the one and mm-hmm. Katie more or less is like Greg is gonna be kicking around here for a while there, guys. Like <laughs> yeah. I just and then and then what and then what happened? And then what happened? What did we do here? I had to rewind so many times. I was so confused about how it jumped. Well, but, yeah. I think part of it is that they the producers clearly let him see her on another one-on-one True. with Blake. And True. so I, uh, if we're taking a, you know, the only kind thing I can say about Greg is like, yeah, I'm sure that would freak you out. But once she talks to you and she's basically saying everything except I'm picking you, like you have to listen to that and trust that the process is going to play out that way because I don't know what else she could have said or done to reassure him that he was the person that she was going to pick, right? I think, mm-hmm. I, I and Please don't think I'm giving Greg a whole lot of credit here. I do feel like the way she was answering that was a little weird. Like he was really pouring his heart out and I feel like she could have like hugged him, gave him Mm. a sweet kiss on the forehead, been like, oh, I'm, I don't, something. It just did feel like it wasn't quite Katie that was happening there. I hear you. I do hear you. Cause I did think that there was a reason for him to be like, are you like, are you listening? Or like, how are you yeah. feeling? Like him being weirded out. Cause like it's a vulnerable upset. place to be in. Mm-hmm. But I put myself in her shoes and, and she brings this up to him in the second conversation. She just had two very big and breaking the fourth wall, breaking the rules conversations with his family where she was like, mm-hmm. look, he's going to be here next week. I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. He's obviously getting a rose. I don't like using the word front runner, but he's obviously a front runner. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did sort of spill her guts and sort of, you know, like I said, break the rules. And then coming into this conversation with Greg, I feel like she was kind of overcorrecting as well mm-hmm. as policing herself mm-hmm. for just that sort of protocol. And I could see feeling a little, uh, I could see both the sides of that. And then, yes, that's the, exactly where the I'm at absolute too. tantrum that he threw was so so unsolicited and it seemed it read to me as Greg is looking for any chance mm. any chance to play the victim and to run away and he found this tiny little thread of this tiny little moment of Katie just being a little bit more reserved when she was listening to him and out of respect for the other guys, out of respect for her job on the show, yada, yada. And he pulled that thread so hard in the craziest, craziest, most Mm. manipulative tantrum that I, I just, I couldn't believe it. It's hard for me to believe that if he truly thinks she is the one and the woman he wants to marry, that this, and he seemed to be freaking out. He seemed to be having a tough time with like, if we're just looking, at it from a show perspective he's having a tough time with the show of it but like if she's the one wouldn't you try and say like hey i didn't feel good about the way you responded to this like can we work on that can you under like can we match like communication styles for the future and he was just like no i'm done it's like you're done over this one weird little community communication Mm -hmm. like how are you going to function in a relationship together if this is like the first little bit of a test that you're put to and you just absolutely fold and crumble so it does kind of make me think that start to think that maybe it wasn't i don't know maybe he maybe he was just trying to cut and run he didn't think he was going to make get this far yeah he didn't he was lying in wait he was lying in wait waiting for a moment to pounce and be like no i'm running away and he did 
But when I go wild, like really, I, I think that there was sort of like what Alyssa said a few minutes ago, like some sort of crazy, something, (laughs) something psychotic was breaking in him because it did seem like a lot was unleashed. And I do think that while the overall plan, I do think was premeditated. I think a lot of what he was saying was coming out of a heat of a moment type of place. Um, Nothing made my blood boil more than when she was really trying to understand and asking so many questions and basically caught him in the corner of this logic where he, she Mm -hmm. sort of repeated everything that you just said. And he was like, well, that I wasn't even, I wasn't even looking for you to be a a listener or anything. I I was just looking for you to be Katie and you weren't Katie. Like speaking in just absolute, the broadest, most gibberish of terms that is so mean to her and setting her up for failure, basically saying there's nothing you could say to me right now. And everything I'm going to say to you is actually going to be very hurtful. You can't can't get mad at her for speaking in the terms of the show. She is the bachelorette. She has a team of producers telling her to do that. She has a contract like she's told you she's going to move to New York behind the scenes. Like that's Mm -hmm. a pretty big conversation to have if you're not not getting picked. She's told your family, I I can't say I love you to anybody, but I am going to give him a rose. Like she's saying if you have any sense of how the show goes, she's saying all the things she's allowed to say without making ABC the the network like turn on her and so I don't think it's unreasonable for her to hold back I I will say that it does seem a little weird to me that if you if you do think the other guys are pointless then why are you continuing to string this along like not that I agree with how Greg handled this or what he said to her or how he was speaking to her but it's like if he's coming to you freaking out like and you've really want to be with him then why are we keeping these other guys around she's got a bone justin Alyssa. if she (laughs) doesn't it's a crime i think you gotta do it no i agree i do think there was a moment where i was like okay then then just quit like just quit Mm -hmm. and just go be with him and like make him calm down but then i think she started to see the i'd like to think that she saw some of the writing on the wall and was like whoa what is happening here like she after one fight how could Mm -hmm. you not want to cut and run there after he cut and run you're just like wait a second what happened here this was fine and this is how he reacts to one kind of weird communication thing because like i also think she was just in a weird spot emotionally too like you know greg's not the only one who gets to be emotional and i don't know it was just i none of it was making sense and you guys were right that like he had got to do all the talking she was like literally begging him to like stay and he was like no no i can't even do this she could he couldn't even give her like the like i need i need 24 hours i to cool down like let's talk about it in the morning like an andrew my perfect prince andrew was like (laughs) hey like i just wanted to come back and let you know that like everything's cool and like i didn't want to end things like that and it's like greg is just stomping away and it's just well then obviously you didn't love her that much if you're if you're willing to do that yeah you uh, yeah you clearly you were yeah the and this is also the most that we've seen from him in terms of like emotions and communication and anything and there's nothing i hate more on the bachelor or the bachelorette when you get down to hometowns or fantasy suites and the whoever is the quote unquote contestant acts like they didn't understand the show. <laughs> They're like, what? I this like I totally get. And I think that everybody is allowed 
allowed to go, oh, this is really hard. Like, this is really challenging. I didn't realize how much it was going to hurt. But when they're like, this is, I don't even, I don't even get this. What? We're going to go to fantasy suites next week. What is that about? And it's like, yeah, that's, that's the show. That's how you, do you remember that thing you signed up for Greg? Do you remember (laughs) that thing that you signed up for to try and be an actor? That's actually sort of what this, that what's what we're doing. We're holding up our end of the bargain. So it's just so annoying to me when they, when Greg and people like him are like, "Mm, I just didn't, I didn't think it would be like this. It's like, what do you mean? Just read the Wikipedia page. It'll tell you everything you need to know about the structure of the show. It just so this whole situation so reminded me of like I dated somebody and we had been together for a long time and I wanted to break up and they didn't want to. And I was like, I just I just need a week by myself to like straighten things out. Right. I just need Mm -hmm. I need some space. And at first they were like, I love you. I love you so much. And then when they realized I wasn't going to cave, it became like how can you do this when you know how bad this is hurting me? And like so manipulative. And I just watched Greg go from like, my feelings are hurt because I said, I love you. And I feel rejected to being like, why can't I force you to just end this? You know, like, why don't I have control over you and this situation? And that is like such a red flag for a Mm -hmm. relationship. Um, So I think, and it was also very sad just to see her like apologizing to him and begging him. And yeah, I felt so bad for her. Yeah. The line yeah. that angered me so much when he was, what, he said something, it wasn't even like he was like, Oh, I wish you could come with me and let's just end it right here, which was kind of like Colton season or something with Cassie, but where it was like, I, I deserve more than what you're giving me. And she gave yeah. him so much. Yes. That was that so was a, that painful. Was painful. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's everything he was saying was like, really really antagonizing towards her and like it was basically name calling and setting her up for failure in terms of like you weren't being Katie you weren't listening to me it's like at one moment she was not listening to him and then another moment she was talking too much and then she was like being not genuine enough while he supposedly was which I don't think he had been until the very end and then to say like I deserve more than this and to essentially run out of the room and then make her come to him outside while she's sitting on the ground like begging him to stay and her slippers like what like be a fucking man and then say like say goodbye and give her a hug and then leave and then to just storm off again like a freaking toddler it made me so upset but I knew like like I said I was just sitting there getting so worked up right before bed which I also resented him for (laughs) that he that this was a lot of his behavior was intending to hurt her feelings it was like so intentionally mean and hurtful and I felt like if I'm in her shoes it would have worked you know like he had that power over her and he absolutely abused it and just completely broke their trust and it was awful it's hard hard to imagine in a scenario in which I would like I wouldn't follow him too right like wouldn't want to give up on this yeah I would too your dude is I think the only scenario is The Bachelor, right? Like, that's the that's why I feel like she was weirdly protected by being on the show, because otherwise she would have wasted so many months or years of her life, like trying to reason with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if this is how he's going to behave when he doesn't get exactly what he wants or when you don't say exactly what he wants Mm -hmm. to hear, like, that's the kind of dude you're dealing with. Like, bro, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That part was scary. And like, I, I do think he had a point the day before in saying like, I didn't get the reaction you wanted, but the, this, 
this was an unnecessary reaction to that small moment that I felt like it could have been easily solved by like having a, a less heated conversation. Like as soon as you feel yourself getting heated, be like, I need to take myself out of this for a minute. I need to journal and then we can come back <laughs> here. Uh, it was yeah. just tough. And it also, I also, I want to know what you guys think about what the order of the dates were. Mm, I never know. I'm so bad at guessing that. Um, I felt like this was second. I felt like Greg was second. You think she went oh. on to do another date after this? Well, that's where I get a little confused. Like, so I don't know. Blake was it, first because he saw that one happening. Yeah. yeah. But then I, like, I felt like, I felt like Greg's was like, I don't know. I think maybe the Greg's was second, but then they had that conversation after Justin's, like where he was wanted to leave. Oh, I, I buy that. I think that logic rings sound to me because it seemed like he was like festering on this for longer than one night. It also, he, you know, he said something like you were just with Blake yesterday. And then um, there was something else that just made me be like, I think Greg is happening second. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. And with Greg being such a front runner, you know, he said something like, I know I wasn't supposed to see, you know, the date, I don't really buy that was like right outside his room, but do you think that was a producer manipulation to like, yeah, take him somewhere to accidentally see it to almost like, I'm sure they didn't think it would go this far, but sort of rattle his confidence a little bit. Just like get some intrigue because it's so obvious that he was a front runner. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder if there was some like, you know, they're they're thinking about how the show is going to play out. And if they're there in real life, they're also privy to all those private conversations or a lot of them, at least of Katie saying, I'm going to move to New York of Katie saying, obviously, Greg's getting a rose, yada, yada. So they probably did anticipate like we need to shake up some more drama. And I don't know how much they realized they they clearly didn't know that Greg was looking for any excuse to leave in the first place. So I think they added fuel to a fire that they might not have been totally aware of. But then again, these people are very, very good at their jobs. So they probably were aware of it. What am I saying? But the perfectly set up camera angle of his like sad Romeo Juliet pose yeah. over the fence. Like that was staged. Honey. Yeah. I It could not have been more staged. And I do, I do think like there's a little bit more leniency I have as an audience member because of the resort only being so big. So the, like, I am like, all right, I guess you could look out your window yeah. and just see someone's friggin' date. I guess like there's only so many places they could go on this. If they're not actually in each other's hometowns. Um, but yeah, I wonder how much was the producers being like, let's make up some drama. And then all the Greg stuff happened and they were like, yikes, we barely needed to do anything. This right. is, this is a lot. Um, I need to get everyone's opinion on that absolute monstrosity that was an end cap. I was hoping for some like fun, like Justin moment, but we literally got an in memoriam of Greg and Katie's relationship. Yeah, it was such like, he a weird. Yeah, how and and also it made me feel like the show was pro Greg, and it made me want to burn my television. It, it was made like, me feel like the show sad. was trying to gaslight me for all of like yes. of like whether or not Greg was trying to gaslight Katie. Like the show was trying to gaslight me into believing that like any like that they had a beautiful relationship that, leading yeah. to this point. And that Greg was a victim. It was like, well, we feel so bad. Like it just was very, very pro Greg agenda. And I, I was not here for it. I was 
pissed. I was like huffing and puffing while I was watching it. Like, what is this? And I knew, you know, I wanted some funny footage of Justin. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> so that was also, I was shortchanged of that, but I, I'm really curious how the show is going to approach this conversation in terms of like a, after the final rose sort of special, mm-hmm. because even looking on Twitter afterwards, I was like, I wonder if people are as steamed as me. There were so many people that were like, Greg is gaslighting. Greg is victimizing himself. Greg is emotionally abusing Katie. And then there was a decent amount of people that were like, everybody's overusing the word gaslight. Like what happened to Greg actually really, really sucks. And it's totally within his like right to fight with Katie for not responding to his vulnerability in the right way. Yada, yada. So there are some pro Greg heads out there. And I wonder what like the narrative the show is going to push. You know what I mean? Like what are Tasha and Caitlin going to ask him on the couch? I feel like the pro Greg heads have never been in like an emotionally abusive relationship before. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I fully have. So I'm like, like oh, no, years there's old. more <laughs> happening here. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that I, I wasn't sure how I felt about um, Caitlin and Tasha hosting. And when Caitlin was like in the bathroom with her and she was crying and they were comforting her, I, I thought that was a really special moment that like no Chris Harrison could have ever given us. Well, no, because they, these two women like get it. They might not have been in that exact same scenario, but they get what she is going through. And I think Caitlin was like the perfect person to have her there, like have there at that time. Like she, cause because she kind of had that thing with Sean where like Sean was such a front runner and, um, and I mean, and it's such a hard he time was struggling with it. With it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it felt very, like very same, insane to me, but not quite as drastic. So I mm-hmm. thought she was the perfect person to have there. And it didn't really feel like, and some of the moments felt like a little, like, you have to say this to Katie, but for the most part, I felt like I'm your friend. We like, just what is it that you need? What can I do for you? What can I, Caitlin as a friend be doing for yeah. you, Katie as my friend? Yeah. Cause in, when it does happen to your real close friend, there are only so many things you can say, right. Where she's just like, I don't have any questions. I just want to listen. I just want to be here for you. And was just like, what do you want to do? Do you, are you, do you want to go chase after him? Like what do, or are we not? What, like, I love yeah. that it felt sort of like, okay, do we hate him or do we still love him? Like, what do we feel? <laughs> like I'll say whatever, whatever you are, like tell me what you want. So like that energy I did really appreciate. And I agree. It's like something that, only the two former bachelorettes or a former bachelorette could sort of bring to the table. And I just, I like my heart broke for her because then gosh, how do you, yeah. She was like, how am I supposed to go continue on with this process after this? Like this is, it would be so dishonest or so weird. Like, what am I supposed to do? I was like, Oh girl, I feel for you. This seems, I would not want to be in your shoes. No, that is so tough. And I don't blame her for just wanting to scrap it. Um, but I don't know where we go from here. Like the show is leading me to believe that it's just over. But there's also at least two hours of pure finale content. Next week. And maybe and maybe the after the final rose is going to like they're going to flip and after final rose is going to be two hours where it's just like we have so much to discuss with Katie IRL that we only do have an hour, like one hour of broadcast television. Hmm. I am. I, I am interested to see what the conversations between the two other boys are going to be like, because that's that's going to be super telling to those like relationships or friendships or connections. Like, can you be how honest can she be with the two of them about it? Is she going to address it at all? Like, will how, they understand? Will they feel mm-hmm. like a little betrayed? 
Yeah. What is what's their vibe going to be? Keisha comes in and gives an announcement to them of some sort. So I was wondering, is she, yeah, is this the end or is she telling them, you know, um, Greg Greg left. left, Michael, I think they don't know that. They must know Michael left by now, but we didn't see them get that news. Um, and then, yeah, is it you can choose to stay kind of thing or, you know, she's just really emotional right now. She's not sure. And then Blake is going to show up with two boom boxes. <laughs> <laughs> One on each shoulder. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just I'm I'm trying to work through the scenarios of what could happen. And unfortunately for our eyes i just don't think justin ending up with her is one of them although i think that would be a good choice honestly i think he'd be a very good rebound guy turned into a ltr um blake is just a mistake i'm sorry they are going to intercourse one to four times and then call it a day and that's it yeah i think that the if i'm her friend i'm going listen rebound with justin go hang out he's gonna cheer you up and he's super hot and then just go figure it out but i agree that the blake thing feels feels like you're setting yourself up for more heartbreak because this is like a puppy love situation where there's it's just prone to i think more misunderstanding like i just i feel like Maybe it's just because I don't think he's very smart, but I think that Katie's energy around him is very, very puppy love. Like he's very boyish. There's just a lot of work for, to be done on her end. Like that's it not does who you want to be with when you're in a fragile. Almost. Yeah, very immature. That's what I'm looking for. And if I'm in a really fragile state, like coming hot off of these like major heartbreaks, like so much sort of big emotional things to work through. Like Blake is like, not nah, my guy. I'm going to do it with. No. And maybe I'm projecting on Justin but and like I'm creating some sort of like rom-com character of him but I could just see him like being the one to go to after and be like I'm sorry I was in love with Greg and I just like I need you to come for me and he's like I'm there for you and they do some like hot and heavy but like not like animalistic kissing um (laughs) right like I feel like Blake would just be messy where Justin would just be like tender about it Mm-hmm. Again, right. I might be projecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did see Justin say he was falling in love with her. You know, he did, you know, succumb to the pressure of you have to reveal your feelings after the hometown date, whereas Blake did not. So, did that surprise anybody? I mean, a little bit because it's Justin, and we like every week I'm perplexed about how he, he's made it to this next week. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like Blake is here because he wants to still be on The Bachelor and be in the Bachelor universe. And he's like actively said, Look, I haven't been here as long as everybody, so I'm not in love with you. And it's like, Well, <laughs> get with it because you're in the final four, or final three, or, you know, whatever. So I I don't know. I'm not, I, I just don't believe his intentions are 100% to find a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe Justin's are. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't really have a read on their relationship because we've spent so much time on how problematic all these other guys have been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like what I will say is we've, yeah, we've seen so much less of Justin. There seems to be like less drama. What I'd like to think is happening is that they have had a, a, you know, what they call on the show, a natural progression where every time they are seeing each other, they're like getting closer and they're vibing a little bit more. So there does seem to be a something that feels a little genuine to me about him saying that he's falling in love with her because that's been like 
if you just look at his experience in a vacuum, it's been going pretty well. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it has been moving towards that sort of place. So I think it's, I, I bet he's not like super, super in love. I don't, I just don't see it with them. I don't see the the connection being super, super strong, but at the same time, it doesn't feel manipulative or dishonest. Cause it just feels like, yeah, no, things are going and great like well and really believe, really like katie did you believe his statement to his friends where it was just like yeah like it doesn't make sense how relationships are moving so fast but you're just focusing on nothing but this so it just you cut out all the bs yeah. like you know why you're here and you focus on that mm-hmm. and maybe we're watching a hot guy listen a lot of f boys retire right <laughs> and then they're like yeah. actually a girlfriend a cool smart fun girlfriend to hang around with and have chicken wings with blue cheese like that actually sounds kind of fun to me now maybe we're watching justin in that period of his life you know what i mean where he's coming hot off of being a bachelor and being a hot guy and now he's looking at his friends and he's like actually this is awesome like hanging out with one girl is sick so maybe there's a little bit of that too but yeah that's the whole you know the hypnotizing new nature of the bachelor is they they trick these people to live in this <laughs> one track minded universe and they t- yeah. tell you that like an old weird race car driver slash real estate agent is like the <laughs> object of your desire and you're like okay so and then you end up with twins with them and then you end up with twins yeah <laughs> <laughs> who, who have been your favorites this season like who if we're talking about next season of the bachelor I can't I'm having a hard time imagining they're picking a guy from Michelle's season when Michelle's season's going to be airing at the same time they're filming this new season The Bachelor. Mm. So who's our lead? Are we going from this season? Are we going from the archives? Do you believe the Michael A hype? Like, do you have someone else in mind? I I wonder if the the Bachelor in Paradise might also produce somebody because I think yeah. there's a couple of good guys going there. I do really love I think Andrew is great TV and I do really love Andrew. Um, but I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to see him as a bachelor. I would like it a lot, but I, mm-hmm. I just don't know if they would do that. And, but I'm, I might, there might be something that goes on in bachelor in paradise that tees somebody up really nicely, but I don't know anybody else. Like even as much as I stand Justin, I don't think Justin is a bachelor. Or, um, mm-hmm. Michael a, I also don't, I don't know. There's nobody that's really moved the needle for me in that let in that way. Yeah, I, I think just based on sadness, maybe Michael A could get it. But like, <laughs> I do we really want him to be away from his son for that long again? Like, I just no. there's logistical issues, you know. So yeah, I don't need the show to reignite my depression. It's like yeah. my escape from it. Thank you, though. Yeah. Um, how much would you have to be paid by the Actors Guild of America or whatever it's called? <laughs> I love it to kiss Connor on national television okay we talked about this (laughs) yes and i'm glad that you guys like i listened to it and i'm glad you guys are in the same vein as us as that was embarrassing. It's it, yeah, it's embarrassing. Listen, at what point in my life am I at, though? That's the question. Right. I'm like, if I'm at the height, I would have absolutely done it. Here's the thing: I always tried to like steer clear. Not that it was hard, but like steer clear of like reality esque stuff because then it, you know, you just kind of get sucked into that world. But I did do audience work. I did like mm-hmm. pay to be in the audience, like watch game shows, like make sure you're clapping and smiling, and like always wanted to be pulled out for something special and never was but in those good old days of like waitressing dog walking and doing paid audience work if they gave me like 
a little bump, a little $200, $300, I would happily raise my hand and be like, get over here, Connor. <laughs> I would have like so much anxiety though, because kissing on camera, you don't think like kissing in real life. I, I never think about what I look like because you're mm-hmm. kissing, you're both kissing. You're just, it's usually in private. You don't have to worry about it. But when you are on camera, you, you're suddenly like, whoa, what does my face look right. like when it's smooshed against somebody else's? What do I do with my hands? Do I look like a crazy person? So it would, I would have done it and it would have been nerve wracking. And then I probably, I honestly might've ghosted Connor. Cause I'm not, Connor's not my, not my yeah. type. I'll tell you that. No, I, and, and you know what? I was really trying to buy into like the Greg and Connor, like bro friendship, because I do love, bros who are like willing to snuggle like I'm 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 Mm, happy mm -hmm. about that and I was like trying to get swept up and like all the other guys were upset Connor was leaving so he must be a good guy but like his vibes are just not there for me like I want to break that ukulele over my knee like Uh I hate it Mm. so much he's too cheesy he's just cheesy try hard and I think you said it on your podcast that you were like hate Ernest singing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did say that. And it Too makes me want to die too. Yeah. Like, what are we doing with the, you don't have to, don't bring an instrument. I, I mean, I know you can't really help what they put you in the first night, but it's like, there's a lot of uh, tricks that he has in his bag that I can tell he pulls out over and over and over again and thinks it's like oh shucks me and it's like no yeah, yeah. of course you, you wrote a whole song on a ukulele and like genuinely sang it on national television and it's very annoying um i i do think that if you're 23 and you're an aspiring actress literally anyone would take money to do that on the bachelor like mm-hmm. that's a great gig for sure mm-hmm. at the real yeah what would you do if your ex-boyfriend texted you asking if he was a good kisser <sighs> right and like i don't talk to that many of them so i would be like Same. uh did you cheat on me <laughs> then you're a bad kisser i don't know <laughs> what would you do taylor you're more friendly with your exes than- i am but i would be so weirded out by that i'd be like bro what is this because I, I then think like, I think I would be jealous or weirded out if an ex-girlfriend of my current boyfriend sent that to him. I'd be like, what the hell is she doing messaging <laughs> you that? Like, what is, I, I would want to yeah, know the full yeah. context. I think for the most part, I'm such a sucker that I would be nice. Also, mm-hmm. none of my exes are like horribly bad. If someone was a horribly bad kisser, like I did not continue to date yeah, them. Yeah, I think so. Too. You know? Yeah. And I bet, and I, I think that it was misinterpreted that they amped it up for the show. I don't think it was that he was a bad kisser. It's that there was no spark. Yeah, like she exactly. was like, listen, when I kiss you, I don't get the fanny flutters. So it's not happening. And right. that's, that's not, you know, you know, that's it's not his fault, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so with the acting thing with Greg, what mm. do you think was his plan? Because I can't imagine that he would plan to go out in that way no not at first right like I think I think like I've said for a while that I think he has Jed vibes from Hannah B's season where he had no idea he would go this far and Jed just wanted to stop writing jingles for pet food commercials and wanted to be on TV and give his music a like platform and I think Greg might have thought like heck I'll just be on the show maybe get a following it's going to help me with whatever but then obviously went too far 
and then started to look for a way out before the proposal because it blew up in Jed's face once it got once he let it get that far. And now, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't even think pet food wants him back. (laughs) Um, But I I don't know. I think it's really curious. I've I've doubted from the beginning that Greg's entire outlook is to give himself an acting leg up because there is no one historically speaking in the history of the bachelor bachelorette that's become like a more successful like theatrical actor because of this i don't think that's the case if you you could like they've had you would go no you want to nick vial or something but he was not an actor going on the show yeah if he wants to do that if he wants to be like selling protein powder on instagram and stuff like that which we talk about on the pod like uh, then fine but i i think that people are clinging to the acting school thing and and using that as an excuse and that's really hard for me to buy and if that is what he was doing then do- you dodged a bullet again katie because he's an idiot that's the <laughs> yeah, stupid like, thing someone could do i feel like the trope of someone going on reality television to become famous and in, in like a real way is such like 2002 thinking that is hard to to justify it now Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and it's now yeah, its I own brand of it's famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also, if you think about it, it's a benefit to have some acting training. So you'll be like natural on camera. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people come from an improv background or something. And I don't think that means they necessarily want to be famous for acting by starting on The Bachelor. I think it just means like, yeah, like I, I can kind of figure out what to say and do with myself in this situation because I've done it. I've done performances before, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, we've seen um, Hannah, who was on Millennials Gen X um, Survivor, had an improv background. But I think it was more she was fascinated about like telling the story and how the show was made. It wasn't like, I'm going to go on here and become more famous as an actress because of this or anything. It was like she was a genuine fan. And mm-hmm. why do you think Greg didn't reveal that he had that acting background? Or do you think he did and we just weren't shown? I wonder. Mm-hmm. I bet he did and we weren't shown, I guess. Also, do we know the extent of his acting background? Because I, I all I saw on Google is that he went to an acting school in New York. But it wasn't, was it even like a full college situation or was it just like an acting class as an adult like what am i let me google it like a full school like um maybe well known out there but it wasn't like juilliard or something it wasn't anything i had really heard of yeah okay let me look into this but what do you think Alyssa? do you think that the acting school is like gonna be news to katie post filming no, they definitely talked about that. They definitely were like, what did you major in in college? That's like the first question you talk about on a date, right? Like, that's the easiest thing yeah. you can discuss. So it was a two-year um, program, William Esper. Mm. William this Esper makes Acting School. Oh, so. yeah. He attended it for two years. Okay, yeah. That's a big deal. That's not like I took, you know, a course. That's right. like two years. He doesn't do much to hide his acting school background, or if he is, he's doing a really shitty job of it. Um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. His job said marketing sales rep, right? right. What does that even mean? <laughs> what does any of those careers this season mean? Like, we had 45 entrepreneurs, like 67, like, remember that one? 
guy with the, like the the trailer what was it a skin salesman oh my gosh <laughs> what <laughs> no i don't remember that. <laughs> thank god because what a nightmare that was there was a skin salesman on this season that that first episode god it feels so long ago you could have told me that happened in the year 2018 and i might believe you <laughs> mm, wow that's crazy <sighs> yes well this, yeah what a doozy of an episode. I, I still I'm I feel better now that I've gotten some of my feelings off my chest. Definitely. Ditto. Ditto. But Thank I, you for creating a space for me to scream about it for a while. <laughs> Anytime. And, you know, we we have an audience that likes to scream, too. Yes. So we have some, <laughs> we have some questions. questions if you can stick around for those. Um, we have. This is from Rachel. She says, I'm writing with half an hour left of this episode. Greg's hometown just ended and I'm very annoyed with Katie. She couldn't open up enough to say, I want you here to Greg. He's obviously someone who needs words of affirmation. She didn't need to say, I love you, but she needed to give him something. If Greg ends up leaving when this is back from commercials, I'm here for it. Justice for Greg. Viva Mm. Greg. Cheers, Rachel. Okay, so we've got this opposing view here. Okay, Rachel. I must have been so nice. Nice having a completely mentally sane and lovely dating history your whole life. <laughs> Good for you. I love that you've had a wonderful, I truly love that piece for you. I think that's great. I also, I will say in Rachel's defense that I was more, I understood where, where Greg was coming from more in that first conversation than mm-hmm. the second one. The second one is what, what made my blood boil when he started uh, really, really blaming her for all of these things that had gone wrong. So the second hotel room conversation, I think hopefully even Rachel would get a little bit peeved at. Yeah, I would think so. Um, Will Harrington, does last night's episode prove that leads need to go farther on the show than Katie did? I genuinely think a big reason for that fight happened because Katie wasn't able to put herself in Greg's shoes because she was eliminated far before hometowns. I think this is a really interesting point because I like I never really felt like Katie and Matt James had that genuine connection where she ever thought she was going to be picked. So I wonder if this is part of it where she like thought she knew what was happening, but she really, really hadn't been to that point yet. I do. Yeah, I think it's worse. I I do think it's something to consider because it is it is super challenging. And he even said something like, no, you don't get it. Like, you actually don't get it. Yeah. And I, was I was like, so Yikes. mad when he said that, though. <laughs> it's like, yeah. do you know? It's just, yeah, very passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Haley and I have talked about that. We think she was kind of called as the the bachelorette very early on. And I feel like then they gave it to Michelle because it was sort of like, OK, if we had waited till the season played out, maybe we would have just gone with Michelle. But it seemed like they really wanted to to sign her really quick because it's like, oh, she brought a vibrator. This will be edgy. Yeah, I also I do like, though, I mean, Hannah Brown didn't go super, super, super far. And she's one of my favorite bachelorettes. And yep. I I think like changing the priority of casting to just try and make sure it's a good person is like a really good thing for the producers to be thinking about and I would hope a little bit of that had to go into Katie and certainly Michelle just like this is like a good person that we could get behind yeah. Um, but yeah it, it it does feel like it's going to affect their game if to speak in survivor terms if they haven't mm-hmm. gotten that far before right 
Um, Sarah Noor says that in memoriam was wild, wild. I I tell you, I feel like the editors are making fun of the whole mess. Honestly, I feel so conflicted. Like I really do like Katie, but I think she set herself up for failure by holding back how she was really feeling. And I've seen a lot of people talk about gaslighting, but I think calling this devalues the term. When I watched Mm. Greg spill his heart and then she responded with surface level lines, not even a thank you for sharing that with me, a la Matt James, I could see the heartbreak in Greg's face. When Justin said he was falling in love, she jumped in to kiss him. Imagine watching this back, seeing the enthusiastic response to Justin's confession and then her stoic response to Greg. Why was she holding back? Why didn't any of the guys know she was waiting to say I love you before this? Was she testing them in a weird way? Um, So let's stop there. it seemed like she had told the family members and Tasha and Caitlin that she was holding back saying, I love you until the end. But um, do you think she should have revealed that to the guys to sort of, so they weren't expecting it? No, I think that it's up to her how she wants to handle that. I think part of it is like she has producers advising her not to talk about her other relationships with them. And, you know, probably part of the drama of the show is wondering how she's going to handle that. So it's also possible that they had that conversation and they cut it out because they didn't want us to know that. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't think that there's, I don't think anyone can really anticipate how they would handle this uh, unless they're actually the bachelor or the bachelorette. And I understand why she's like juggling all these rules in her head and she's trying to come across as genuine because it's also a gamble for her, right? Like if she appears to be too into the other relationships that she's not going to pick, she's at risk of losing that person. So I I don't think that she was like playing with Greg or anything. I think she was just trying to make the best of a hard situation. And he maybe doesn't watch the show and can't read between the lines the way that we can as an audience. Like that's what it read as a viewer. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Sarah continues, this whole second half of the episode was so uncomfortable to me. I think that fighting with cameras on probably didn't help. I wish they could have sat next to each other and held hands. I wish Greg didn't keep getting up to leave, prompting her to chase after him. I wish Andrew was still here to make me feel better. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) rant over. My question for you, what happens in this finale that takes three hours when it seems like Katie and Blake are on their way out the door, too? We did see Mm. Blake with a suitcase, right? Walking down the hall. Yeah, I think so. I I am curious. I think we're going to get a long scene with the two of them. I mean, but didn't we also see the sort of cliche, like her in the black SUV driving to wherever the proposal happens? Mm. Or could it be like that feels like airport? something. <laughs> yeah, she could be going to the airport. I would be. I mean, I think there would be something cool. I've, I've heard her in interviews say, that she's very happy with her ending, that it's a very unique ending, but she's super happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this is something where she's like, look, I gave it my all and it didn't work out. And I just, I needed to let the other guys down. He, you know, I don't want to pull mm-hmm. a Peter Weber and just be proposing <laughs> to people left and right. right. So maybe she, maybe she ends it in like an independent way. That's like kind of fierce. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or she's just going to straight up Mary Blake. We can all right. disagree. It's not going to be Justin. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd be here for that. Like something different. I know there was, one season of The Bachelor long ago where it was Jerry O'Connell's brother and it ended with like both of them were still dating until the final rose. It was like he was going to decide 
then mm. instead of like so they have like that three month of like let's continue dating two people off camera kind of thing so wow maybe she could do something like that i mean that was so long ago that no one would remember that <laughs> I do think she needs time. Like I would need so much time to heal after what happened with Greg and what happened with Michael A mm-hmm. and what happened with Andrew. Like she's dealing with a lot of big blowups and I would need, I would need time. And so I wonder if she asks for that. I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Green says, I really like Justin. That being said, when you heard Justin's parents weren't coming, did you think there was any chance Katie would send him home on the spot? Without meeting any family, I couldn't imagine Katie, especially with how swiftly she handled sending guys home, picking Justin. So just like you said, we don't, <laughs> but I don't know that the family would be the issue. Yeah, I think that would be so savage. I think she would lose a lot of people if she was like, actually, your parents aren't coming. So I think you should just pack your bag. Yeah, like I, I think it would just come off pretty, pretty brutal. Right. But I agree that you can't have you. Can, I mean, you realistically can't even have a proposal in this situation in the first place. Meeting the parents and going to the hometowns is one of the only ways that they like try to make sense of it all. So it it, it does make sense that she's like, listen, it's going to be hard to do me be engaged to somebody whose family I haven't met. Um, but I, I don't think that she was ever considering completely sending him home. Yeah, I don't think so at either. that stage. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, we have one more comment from Ava Pickett. She says, oh, after last night's episode, I'm about to flip some tables. So yeah! shout out to you guys. <laughs> so with that said, um, I'd love for you guys to let people know where they can find your podcast and where they can find you. Because we've had so much fun. And I'm sure that with all the shows that you talk about, um, it'd be a great um, subscription for them to add to their queue. Yeah, we you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. Although I will say Apple Podcasts is very finicky for some reason. So I always <laughs> direct people to Spotify. Um, and we release episodes every Friday. And we also have an Instagram that you can follow at Table Flipping Podcast. And you just had, not it. too long ago, you had Andrea Belke on from Survivor, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of yes. our audience, they know and love her. So that was an exciting listen for me as well. Yeah, we do a mix of um, like recaps of shows that we're currently watching. And then we get guests from all different, you know, professions, sometimes on reality shows, sometimes like in the TV and movie business, sometimes in sports. uh, And they come on and talk about like a really formative uh, show or woman in reality TV. Uh, And it's it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, Any individual places that people can follow or just direct them to the podcast? Uh, you can follow me at Taylor Mishak, M-I-S-I-A-K on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me at Alyssa Littman, L-I-T like Tom, M-A-N and Alyssa with a Y. I could have, you know, streamlined that. Sorry, about that. <laughs> Sorry I did it backwards. Uh, and I mostly tweet about basketball. I love basketball. I play basketball. I watch basketball. I'm very confused why Carmelo Anthony and Russell Westbrook are Lakers. But, you know, it's a lot of like shit talking the Clippers on my Twitter. So if you're into that. Kyle Lowry went to Miami Heat. The whole I know. Canada is absolutely <laughs> devastating. It's so wild. <laughs> it's very sad for you guys. Yeah. Well, this is an absolute blast. Um, Haley, um, we're going to wrap up with our, we talk about draft and all this, but we'll let you guys go because I know you have um, places to go, things to do, but thank you so much for joining us. This is so much fun. Thank, thank you guys you. so much for having us. This is really, really fun. <laughs>
All right, Haley, that was super fun to have them. Um, but we don't want to, um, we still have some questions to go through. So well, there's just so much to talk about I in this know. episode. Like, and our, like, I feel like our listeners also just like want to get it off their chest. <laughs> I too. think it's like, because a lot of these questions are a lot longer than we normally would have. So we only had a limited amount of time um, with Alyssa and Taylor, who are awesome. And it was, I'm so glad we had guests for this episode because I don't know, you and I would have just been going back and forth. And- well, and I, like, I often feel like we, uh, our opinions on things like aren't that dissimilar. So right. that I wonder if it's just like us in this echo chamber or what. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad to like get other people's opinions on the matter. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's see. We have um, Justin Fedich says, still processing last night's episode and not sure I have a firm opinion one way or the other just yet. But my question, has there ever been a moment in Bachelor franchise history as polarizing as the debate on whether or not Greg gaslighted Katie? I feel like there's been way more polarizing moments. Um, even just, Even just like, Chris Harrison getting fired. Like, I feel like that was pretty polarizing, not necessarily like within our listener base. Like I feel like right. most people are kind of um, with us on that. Or Matt but I feel taking like this back one, Rachel or pardon? something. Matt taking back Rachel or something like that or breaking or up with like Rachel. Even Rachel getting engaged to Brian after what we felt like was <laughs> such an obvious Peter season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like this, there is a lot more gray area here. Yeah. What it makes me think about is like, usually this third place spot, it's kind of like the guy who goes out is like a favorite, but if the guy's leaving on his own will, like Frank on Alley season or Brooks on Desiree season, I mean, it's been a while since that happened, but, or it could be the lead breaking up with someone or like before fantasy seats or something, but it's somebody that, the audience sympathizes with and we just like have this view of this person as maybe we thought they were the front runner they were the front runner but they're not gonna be there at the end for whatever reason but it's usually like oh you know something's not right my feelings aren't fully there or my heart's in another place and for greg to just flame out like this and to be so antagonistic and just like a singular focus of like I'm leaving and not hearing her out, not understanding her side was really struck me as like, I haven't seen anything like that. I would have to agree with you there. It was just like this sudden, sudden difference. And it was like, wow, what is happening here? Because like, I, I was buying Greg's stick. I was, <laughs> like, I like them together. I thought they were cute, but it just, it makes me think that if he's willing to give up, after this one thing, then it wasn't yeah. as real he's, as he's trying to portray it was. Yeah, for him to say, you know, I told my family you were the one and you filled this hole in my heart, then hear her out. You know? Yeah, <laughs> then let her be the one. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if it was like he felt like he saw that he might not be the one and then it was just like, oh, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to look a fool and be, you know, the the second choice or anything and was like maybe protective mode or something. That's the only other thing I could think of, but she was giving him every indication. And then he was saying, I, I don't want to hear front runner. I don't want to hear I'm getting a rose. So I don't know what he was looking for and that. He didn't want to hear. I love you back. And it just seemed to go back and forth. And I was, I was 
yeah, just very confused. So, and like, I think it's hard because like she has been so stuck in this world that, of course, like that's the language she's yeah. using. Yeah, that's the language that is being spoken to her. And yeah, I kind of agree with um, what Taylor and Alyssa were saying that if she was giving all this information to the family, then she's probably overcorrecting and maybe had a producer in her ear saying like, okay, but you know, it's okay. You said that to the mom, but you know, they're leaving, but you can't say that to Greg, you know? So she's probably like in her head about it. Mm -hmm. Totally. I totally agree. All right. Um, friend of the podcast, Mari says, I have so many things I want to rant on. So I'm, so excited to hear what y'all say on the podcast. Below are my questions for this week. One, is it fair to demand confirmation from the lead with so much of the process left? They all signed up for a television show, so I don't understand why Greg is acting brand new all of a sudden. Um, is it fair? No, but like all's fair except in war in the bachelor or whatever the saying is yeah um i can understand that if if you're like this is real well then like i want that confirmation and like i feel like he's probably gotten some other confirmation along the way and he's looking for another piece of that right yeah and usually it's like okay fantasy sweet week they get the time without the camera so you know i think they can give a little more clarity there i think in the past they used to you know, straight up say things like, you know, it's going to be you. But then I've heard things like I was told it's going to be you and then it wasn't me. So things like that. But yeah, but then he was claiming that he didn't want that. It was just that she wasn't herself. So he was kind of going back on what he was saying as well. I felt like he was trying to find a lot of reasons to say a lot of things. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Two, she says, is it me or do situations like this tend to happen more on the bachelorette seasons when stuff like this happens i usually see it as a relationship power play and it makes me feel so uncomfortable i yeah i i totally agree with that one that it does feel like that yeah they like you can't handle that he's not in the control of the situation it's the bachelorette she's making the decision and yeah he's just leaving uh three do you think greg used this situation as an out with katie while still trying to be palatable as the next bachelor this is where i like to remind everyone i don't like from the be- <laughs> i don't like greg from the beginning lol <laughs> mari has a good uh, a good Agreed. read on things yeah but to me if he thinks he's being palatable for the next bachelor then he's way off and he's deluded yeah i could see him trying to I, as an out, I I find it hard to believe that he's trying to use this as the bachelor. And if he is, then it's like severely miscalculated. Yeah. Maybe he thought that it would go that way and then just got in, got too wrapped up in it. And yeah, definitely didn't come out that way. Um, Ava Pickett, I think a big commentary going forward will be how could Justin or Blake move forward with her knowing she was all in on Greg or whatever and to that I have to say if they love her it's something they can get through I can totally see either Justin or Blake talking it through with Katie and supporting her through it feelings don't just disappear I think she would see their support of her to be a quality she wants in her partner and she really did not get that from Greg in last night's episode what do you guys think of that and what do you think Katie's story looks like going forward 
I just find it hard to wrap my head around any of the three of them being able to move on from this mm-hmm. in this bubble. Mm-hmm. Maybe outside of the bubble, they can be like, okay, like I'm out of it. I can think clearly on what the relationships were, what I liked about each of them, what I didn't like about each of them. And because I feel like when you're in the bachelor, you're always looking for like the best of the best of the best of the things. And like, you're not often presented with these hard times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really that fantasy world. Could they send her off to like a happy couple spot and say like, okay, you can continue. Like you can chill here, but cause I feel like they have to have like the quarantine thing still. Right. Um, I can't see them like, agreeing to stop filming if she was to pursue something more with one of them or both of them yeah and yeah like maybe say maybe it's a happy couple thing where it's like okay if you contact any of these guys after this you have to let us know and we have to be able to film it yeah um and then Jared uh, Silverglead says, maybe I have a different perspective through personal experiences, but I don't know how anybody can look at Greg's actions and say he wasn't gaslighting her. No, she didn't have the greatest reaction in the moment, but I believe her when she said she was trying to mostly listen. I'm sure this level of emotion from him caught her off guard. And then once that happened, no matter what she said, he wouldn't listen to her. Everything was her fault. Um, I will say that I don't love and or appreciate how he acted after it. Like, I feel like he should have heard her out. I feel like if he thought he needed to take the space, he should have taken the space. Mm -hmm. Like I keep saying it, but I just can't wrap my head around just being done with somebody who you said, like you thought was the one just because they reacted in a different way or like said something that maybe didn't, like the words themselves didn't align with what you were thinking. I don't know. It's just very like if you're going to give up on a relationship because of one like miscommunication issues, I'm like, you shouldn't even be dating. Right. Like, sorry, like any relationship, whether it's romantic or with friends or with family, like there's going to be miscommunication and you have to fix those things. Like you can't just give up on them. Right. You just have to like, you have to, I don't know if it really upset you. And I felt like he did have a reason to be upset. You explain it. And she says like, I'm sorry, this is kind of where I was. And you go, okay. And then, and then next time you, you try and do something different. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. that's just like a naive, like simplistic way to look at it. Or, and yeah, I don't um, think so. and it, it's just like, it makes me think that he was just trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Kobik, why did the bathroom get more screen time than many of the contestants? I mean, that bathroom has gotten more screen time than Justin almost. Yeah. Do you think the bathroom <laughs> prefers blue cheese or ranch? Yeah. <laughs> What's easier to clean up? Probably the ranch. If it I smells. guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the bathroom had more of an impact this season than those guys. All right. That's our last question. Um, I haven't even looked at where we are with the draft. Like, what what well, more? Brian, we don't know if it... Brian's out of people now. Amy, like, this is your season to lose. But, okay, well, is there a theory that Greg could come back, though? Is there? I don't Was know. he coming back? Would you accept this dude back? Like, I can't imagine you do. 
He no, just I like wouldn't, shattered but... your heart into a million pieces and told you that he deserved better than you. You've been dating <laughs> for four weeks. Right. How are you taking that guy back? Yeah. I don't know. Like, but I think they didn't, they didn't, we didn't see him like fully leave. So I think they're leaving that open, but it did seem like the in memoriam. But is that trying to lead us into like, oh no, he's still a good guy. Like, okay. And he shows up next week. He stays because none of them are really leaving. And also would he, Will he show up to the after the final rose? I don't know. Will he be like a so the thing Katie shared in her story was like an infographic saying, So you want to talk about gaslighting? And it kind of like talks about like what it is and why it happens and like where it's derived from. And that it's a form of mental abuse. So I feel like I I can't imagine she takes Greg back after posting something like that. Right. Or like she took them back and they're not together. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, because I know she's liked some like negative posts about him, but then she's liked positive posts. So she like tried to cover her tracks at least. <laughs> um, yeah, that makes sense. <sighs> I don't. Yeah, I don't care to see him back. But yeah, so it's me versus the audience now. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my gosh, it's just Justin and Blake. Yeah. Crazy. Who could have who could have thought? This is yeah, completely unpredictable. Justin so. is your last guy. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> well, yeah, he got some point, you know, he like they made out, he said I love you. So, all right, Haley, you end up with 91. Um, but you know, if Andrew is the next bachelor, you could get those bachelor points. Um, Brian had Greg, Greg got 52, 39 points going out the door. Um, so Brian, oh, 93. So just a little bit over you now. Mm. Um, so yeah, and I'm at 116 and the listeners have 35. So gosh, I almost just want to give it to the listeners. Like this is the best showing that they've had. Like just truly outrageous, right? Yeah. All right. Do you have any takes from Doug? I sure do. Um, Eva Pickett. I think it was Eva. It was like really like, please, I need I need Doug's takes on this one. (laughs) Um, He says, I know that quarantine regulations had eased a bit when they filmed this season. But do you think the producers decided not to do hometowns in person because it would be tough to find anything exciting about Baltimore, Hamilton and New Jersey? All three of those places make New the New Mexico desert look like paradise. Listen, I like Baltimore. I do too. I th- they didn't do Baltimore justice. Um, I've been to Hamilton actually too. Like I've driven through it. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but yeah, I, I guess if you're a Canadian on the show, like your hometown is Canada. It's not a specific place in Canada Mm-mm. whatsoever. Um, and then New Jersey. We didn't really talk about like how they did the Jersey Shore, but um, I think the saddest thing was her surfing in that with no water, you know, that like trampoline. Really, that was sadder than the moose. Well, yeah, the moose was scary looking. <laughs> Do you have mechanical moose like you have mechanical bulls? I've never seen a mechanical moose before. Okay, <laughs> I've only seen mechanical bulls, and I yeah. will not get it on one ever. I'm very delicate, and my bones would break. <laughs> so 
yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. We still, I feel like we haven't seen, you know, enough of the actual culture of the resort they're staying at. And yeah, it's on indigenous lands and I don't know. It's stop them, producers. Although next week um, they showed like an, something burning, like some kind of figure. Yeah, somebody's. Uh, I read that this was some sort of festival, but they, but that when they were doing it there, that's not like the usual time of the festival or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm making hmm. that up, but that feels vaguely. So does that tell you that they're having some kind of like fantasy suite dates and like final dates? Is that I remember her kissing Blake in front of that on a date, uh, like in the previews. Uh, interesting. I mean, there must. Maybe she just is like, listen, let's just see what happens when I finish this out. But we're friends exclusively. Do they take like a week off and then they come back? Oh. Is it like, I don't know. I'm interested to see. I'm like the closest I've ever been to just looking up spoilers, if I'm being perfectly (laughs) honest with you. I know. It's so tempting, but we won't. We won't. Mm -mm. I'm just right there. Um, imagine that you had gone on national television to find love only to narrow it down to a guy who thinks maple drinks maple syrup and thinks every woman he meets is the one a guy who might propose to you next week after finding out you like you both like blue cheese dressing <laughs> or an emotionally manipulative actor I'd cry in the bathroom too <sighs> okay if in a vacuum just thinking about that and you don't let's say you don't like have a face attached to any of that are you going for drinks maple syrup Shots of maple syrup and uses it in the bedroom, or um, very passionate about blue cheese versus ranch guy, or emotionally manipulative actor. Ding, Mary, kill. I'd probably accidentally go for the emotionally manipulative actor if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I mean, if he's an actor and he's good. I hate when people make ranch a part of their personality. Yeah. But you're really into food. So if he's like, has good food opinions. Yeah. And he likes blue cheese over ranch. Yeah. I definitely not the guy who just straight up drinks maple syrup because that makes me think of Buddy the Elf. Yeah. <laughs> um, judging by her outfit, does Blake's sister work at African Lions Party? I thought so too, man. <laughs> also, I'm not convinced that Blake's brother was not real. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, like it, justice for Cody. He looks like an attractive, like taller version of Blake, right? Like it was clearly just Blake in a ponytail wig trying to prove he had more family members. <laughs> <sighs> you know what I discovered looking at his family's Instagram. So Emily Moynes, his mother, her bio says, I used to be married, but I'm better now. And then, <laughs> and then she has another link on her and it says, Get real with Mama Moynes is another and it's a podcast. Oh. Discussing the hottest topics and answering all your burning questions with a no bullshit attitude. Should we invite her on our podcast? <laughs> That'd be so fun. She only has 375 followers. So, I mean, what's stopping right. her? Slide into her DMs. Yeah. Oh, speaking of sliding into DMs, do you think Blake slid into Serena P's DMs to get all of the crappy material- <laughs> materials from her candidate? Also, can we deport him for the ridiculous untruths he was perpetuating about our country? Like, I just, again, I can't imagine any, sub, like, very few substances worse as a personal lubricant than maple syrup. 
I also just don't like being sticky. I don't like making a mess. I don't like having to clean things. So yeah. just made so, like, I don't ever want to use food in that way. Like I just want to eat food and be happy. Like I don't want to ruin it with intercourse. <laughs> no. <sighs> um, I'm not an expert, but Greg looked pretty bi- looked like a pretty pretty big whiner. <laughs> Do you think that ultimately Katie has dodged a bullet here? Hopefully Andrew comes back to save the day next week. <gasps> yeah. Call Andrew back. What an, like what an absolute babe Andrew is. I can't mm. stop thinking about him. Yeah. I mean now, yeah, his exit now just looks even all the more better. <sighs> I almost like them passion- passionately kissing after like they said goodbye. Like ugh, oh, yeah. that's so sexy. Like I can't help myself. Yeah. Whereas with Greg, when he was leaving that just after the first time, she had to say like give a kiss like she had to tell him like okay just kiss me here like she probably didn't think that that would be aired but she's like looking out for the the like okay let's just close the scene here <laughs> just and yeah to just go out without any respect towards her and like towards their relationship yeah that's not cool i feel like they probably made us watch that stupid greg and katie montage the end because the only other cut footage they had was of Justin making weird faces or Blake endlessly rambling on about sex. Honestly, the footage should have been Blake's mom giving her that present with the black box. Like, yeah, definitely. It just felt so weird. They've never done that before. No. And for what reason? Like, what reason was that editing choice made? Right. No, it makes no sense. Uh, Caitlin did such an amazing job going to talk to Katie. I was not her biggest fan initially, but I think she's filling a really critical role. Could you imagine how apocalyptic that situation would have been if Chris Harrison was involved? Ugh. Oh my gosh, I don't even want to think about it. Speaking of Tasha and Katie, they, they're they signed on for Michelle's season. Oh yeah, that's great news. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. I would, I would be fine if like after that we kind of like start um, like pulling out the Rolodex and like you know bringing someone different in for the bachelor season and then seeing what happens from there. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm I I think they are the right choice to continue on to the next season because it feels like a natural progression. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to get used to something else, but yeah, it does make sense. Um, uh, if it's supposed to be kind of a mentor slash host type role, it would make sense for the bachelor season to have two guys. Yeah, but I don't know that they can. They can't do it as well as Caitlin and Tasha, though. Whoever they oh, choose, I would even, I would even like love one man and one woman, hmm. just to like have that nice balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really feel like Katie and Tasha like earned their paycheck this episode, and like pr- like proved why choosing them was a beneficial and smart move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I just, I just have not missed Chris Harrison at all. No, like no part. Has, uh, like I, I haven't felt like we've skipped Don't a beat you, at all. The only time I ever thought of him was when with the voiceover, because yeah. the voiceover is just not that exciting. But not that his was great, but just like, wait, that sounds different. Yeah, definitely. But otherwise, you just think of him like, oh, this would have been so much worse if he was here. I agree, and that's it from Dad. Right. I don't really have much more to say either. Like, I'm a little, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little emotionally exhausted. I feel like we got a lot out. Yeah, definitely. 
and it was really fun to have um taylor and Alyssa. it's like i feel like we have like legit cred here now <laughs> our guests <laughs> like we expanded out of rjp now that we haven't had fabulous guests but i'm like whoa like someone who's been on a tv show is <laughs> look at us <laughs> listen amy i was on an episode of top chef one time that's true so you know, my tv credits <laughs> <laughs> amy is yes. married at first sight back it's back it is back and guess who will be podcasting with us Boomst. next week <laughs> Asia yay we're excited to have her back we cannot wait I know it'll be a thrill yes it'll be awesome we um our podcast about married at first sight it's a really good season so far our latest episode we had Sarah Carradine guest with us so yeah it's it's exciting and, and are you guys doing a weekly now or still like bi-weekly weekly weekly because we wow. found that we oh were doing it you're doing two you're doing two podcasts a week it's too much no. <laughs> it's I know. It's, it feels like a lot sometimes i know but the thing is like if we went every two weeks then it was just our podcasts were way too long so yeah we feel like okay this way we can cover it and make more sense of it so yeah check that out um in the reality tv rehab feed i don't know if our new feed is live yet but keep your eyes out and yeah. How about you, Haley? What are you up to? Uh, I did a really fun podcast last week that it should be out today. If you're living in today, it's tomorrow. But if you're listening to the podcast, it's today. <laughs> okay. If you're listening to the podcast after Wednesday, then it was on Wednesday. Okay. Um, I joined. I joined our friends over at the Hallmarkies podcast. Um, Rachel invited me on to talk about the newest Hallmark movie, which is called Love for Real, in which um, a, a woman named Haley and her best friend Bree go on a reality <laughs> dating show to publicize their her fashion line. Ooh. But nothing goes to plan as as planned when <laughs> love, friendship, and careers are on the line. And it was a really fun podcast. I always love uh, talking to Rachel about Hallmark movies, and uh, we, I, she always invites me on reality for, TV. Angle. Yeah, either when they're about reality TV or they're f- starring Feature somebody someone. who has been on like Survivor, or Big Brother, <laughs> or something. Awesome. So that's always really fun. That's really fun. Did you watch? Wasn't um, Cody in a movie? Yes, I did. It was awful. <laughs> And I forgot how bad it was until I started watching this one. And I was like, oh, this one wasn't that bad. The other one must have been really bad. And Rachel, like, reminded me, she's like, no, like, that was one of the worst movies I've ever reviewed on this. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shoot, I didn't realize. Because yeah. I, I don't have, like, a good baseline for, like, what's a good movie and what's not a good movie. Okay. Yeah. I also forgot to tell you a couple of mm. weeks ago, I watched... Um, the series Starstruck, like all in one day. It was a really easy watch to watch all in one sitting. Oh it gosh. is fantastic. Definitely watch it. Um, that is an actual good series. So watch that on HBO or wherever you get your HBO Wait, shows. I don't think I even know what that is. It's um, it's almost like um, Notting Hill, but reverse. Like it's this. Oh, it's a new that new show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so good. It was oh, really perfect. good. It made me cry. It made me laugh. It's it was on cute. HBO. Yeah, it's right now I'm watching F Boy Island on there. How is that? Oh, it's so fun because Nikki Glazer's is the host and she's like making fun of the dudes to their faces and like making fun of the format, but then it's still like a legit reality show. <laughs> so you were like OG Nikki Glazer lovers. Yeah, we were. So I know. I'm a long way. Oh, and then um, Kristen McInnes and I think 
Jenny Autumn are podcasting about it. So I just have to catch up to the third episode and then I can listen to them. So that's another reason to check it out. I'm like behind on all my stories. Yeah, I know. Cause I also, I know like they say not to check out sexy beasts, but I still like want to check out sexy beasts. I'm, I refuse. I just got to that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll watch it. Ugh, who am I? Who am I to judge? I know. Well, the challenge is starting back up again soon. Ooh. So, like, I feel like that's going to take, up, take time. up my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're just going right into September and, like, reality TV <sighs> is going to be back, baby. It is. So, yeah. This summer has gone too fast. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> August 3rd. I know. But, all right, Haley, where can people find you? You can find me on the internet if you choose. On Twitter and Instagram at hstrong underscore. If you want to check out everything I'm reading, check out my um, bookstagram at the strong library. Awesome. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's RHAP recapper. All right. We'll be back for the finale. Thanks as always for listening. Bye. Bye.